Welcome to this next episode of Sparks by Ignium. I'm your host, Phil Rose, and today I'm in conversation with Demetria Sloan, where Demetria talks about a number of aspects around what it means to be human and the role of women in building businesses, and how actually women can step up to do things once they realise they actually have a talent inside they may not have recognised. Now, I believe that applies to everyone, whether they're male or female. And actually what Demetria talks about is actually it's all about how to bring ourselves and bring the best of us to life. Because actually that human aspect of us is really what makes the world different. Demetria will talk about her pearls of wisdom and how those pearls develop through the books that she wrote all around pearls for the journey. I'm sure you'd be delighted to hear what she's talking about, especially her final point around point 10, enjoying the journey itself. If you're listening to this before April 29th, 2021, you can sign up to Demetria's Spring into Leadership Spring Conference. April 29th, 3 p.m. US. Sign up at springintoleadership.com. And actually, if you want to talk to Demetria, you can contact her at vantagepointcoach.com. And welcome to the Ignium Sparks podcast. Today I'm with Demetria Sloan. Uh, Demetria is a, an exec coach and a leadership coach, but above all, she's a connector. And we're going to ask her what that means in a minute. But I've worked and known of Demetria for a number of years now and seen some of the work she does around bringing leadership together and her Leadership Women's Day conference. So I'd love to talk about that at some stage. But in this conversation, we're going to talk about a number of issues and subjects around business and connecting people. So welcome, Demetria. Thank tell you me. for having me. I'm so excited yeah. to be with you. Yeah, thank you. So tell me, this word connector, I love it. What does it mean to you? Oh, wow. So it, and it's really a few weeks ago that, um, uh, well, probably a few months now, time is just a concept, right? <laughs> that I woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm a connector. Like I had this aha moment. And, and then as I started having conversations with others or even going back and looking at my strengths finder. So if anybody's Mm -hmm. ever done the Clifton strengths finder, um, years ago, connectedness was one of my, that, that's that very book right there (laughs) was one of my top five. And, um, and the reason what, what came to me is that, and so you mentioned I do this women's conference, but it's also in the work that I do as a coach, um, I just started noticing all of the people who were now collaborating, partnering, working together. Yeah. And when the, when you take those spokes, like if you're going back to the, you know, from a wheel and you follow those spokes, it came back to one thing in the middle in the hub and that was me yeah. and then I realized that oh I am the connector I really bring people together in meaningful ways though mm-hmm. so not really superficially um and I think that's partially because I'm not a superficial person I, I do everything with meaning and purpose um and yeah. I noticed that so many people were connected through me. And so then I was thinking about uh, myself as an NFL coach. So the National Football <laughs> League here in the U.S., yeah. you know, they they talk about coaches 
like um, Tony Dungy or a Bill Parcells and, oh, they are part of the Bill Parcells, you know, line of coaches or the Tony Dungy line, all the people who have been assistants that have come up through them. Right. And that's what I started like, oh yeah, it's, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, yeah, I'm connecting people and they're going out and doing even more great things. So it's like the branches are just spreading. I love that. And I love that thing about you being at the center and the branches spreading, because actually what that says to me is it's not about you. It's about all these other people, but you're the center that connects this together. And you used a phrase there, which I love around um, doing things in meaningful ways. And I think so, so few people get that in terms of uh, you also use the word purpose. And we'll come back to that in a minute, but having a purpose, which is around doing things in meaningful ways. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what, what does that mean for you in terms of the people you're connecting? What are the meaningful ways they go about doing things? Because that's, I think, fascinating. Yeah, well, I mean, I've <laughs> watching them connect in their businesses um, yeah. and so um, create partnerships. And, they, and this just happened yesterday. I just happened to be um, on a little social media um, break and I see a live video and I see two people on this live video. One is a physician. Another um, is recently got her nutrition. uh, She's a nutrition coach certification, but she's always, she also does, she's a great vegan uh, uh, baker. Okay. And so, but she was talking about helping women of a certain age pivot into a plant-based lifestyle. And so Mm -hmm. that's how she and this doctor were having the conversation. And I was like, they met because of me. And so because of what the doctor is doing with her um, longevity practice, and then what um, the other is doing with her nutrition coaching and helping people pivot um, into that plant-based lifestyle, they've now come together and collaborated. So the doctor's um, clients are who she's taking on a journey for a more healthy lifestyle. She can partner them with the nutrition person who can help them. And then they're, they're working together and helping more, even more women. Right. So it's just like, that's the meaning. That's the meaningfulness behind it. And they, they met and connected through me. And so when you brought those folks come back to the middle and it's like, Oh yeah. And so that's, what's meaningful about it is that, the work that they're doing, they, you can meet people at events and conferences or meetings and it's very like, oh, okay, hi, how you doing? You, you take that business card or you get that number and it passes, it's a fleeting. Mm-hmm. That's not meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually that, that, that it almost links into that superficialness you mentioned about, you know, you're yes. doing things not superficially, but actually there's real value in giving that business card where people can see it and do something with it. And actually there's a connection being made yes. with real people. Yes. And so that's where the meaning comes in is that I don't allow, um, <laughs> I, I don't generally evolve. Uh, hey, if we're not going to be in this um, together where we can we can grow and build together and help grow and build others together, then yeah. um, you probably won't last in my circle long because I just um, that's just how we're wired. I, yeah. I, and I think it's a part of that attraction. You know, you yeah. attract you attract your tribe. So, and, and I love that in terms of that growing and building together. So there's a there's a tribe that you've created, and and I want to come on to this because you've you've created from what I see, and obviously you know I'm here in the UK, and I've met you through the through the world of coaching, 
but what I've seen of you in your your your, your world of the US, but actually you're really strong in this this leadership for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm going to comment on something that, that listeners can't see, but behind Dimitri at the moment is a is a beautiful mannequin dress, and there's a T-shirt on the dress which says I'm the I'm a boss. And I love that as a as a world because I think there's something that says about that. And if you can see it, it's a it's a, it's a pink a pink I better say a skirt is that the right thing to call yeah. it? Skirt, yeah. Um, and I'm awesome. And I think there's something there. So tell me about what that means to you as well, because I think that's really powerful. Well, you know, th- there's a saying or expression: "Say it with your chest," right? Um, and so, you know, when I created my merchandise to go along, you know, just like with everybody, you know, you got to have a t-shirt now, right? <laughs> so, it, but I wanted my t-shirts to, to, to say things that um, have meaning and have purpose. And so I, I sold them at my events or if I go and am a um, featured speaker or vendor at another event, I had these things to sell. And so I, I have, I'm a boss. I have phenomenal woman. That's me. Amazing. You know, you have to be odd to be number one. That's a Dr. Seuss saying, <laughs> um, but those things have again, back to having meaning because sometimes, uh, I believe when you say things, I think wearable, with clothing, um, wearable art and all of those things, those where you can make a statement. Not only do you, are you making statements to others, but sometimes you're making a statement to yourself. It's like it's like you're wearing your affirmation. Yeah. And so that's what I'm a boss is all about, especially for a lot of the women yeah. Um, yeah. who I work with as clients or um, through my events or when I ever speak to groups is that affirming their leadership. Wow. Affirming that they are indeed a boss, mm. the boss <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in different areas of their lives, whether it's their career or yeah. um, if they're an entrepreneur, any area. But yeah, it's it's partly, like I said, it's partly a statement to the world, but it's also an affirmation. Mm. And, and I love that about that affirmation about things, you know, as a as a father of two daughters and a 15 year old who is a, is into her affirmations. And maybe that's come from me somewhere. Um, about believing that you can do what you want in the world. Mm-hmm. You can be who you want, which is hard when you've got a 15 year old who believes you can be what she wants in the world, because I want to challenge that, but also <laughs> make challenges in its own way. Um, well, I have a shirt an Ard- with an Ardra Lord, Lord quote, I'm afraid and de- um, I'm deliberate and afraid of nothing. And I think that is a great for a 15 year old to start believing that at 15, because then at 35, how she will move in the world will be deliberate and afraid of nothing she'll be fearless um and i'm not saying we never have fear or trepidation because of course you can't have courage without having fear so but she will be able to walk through the fear love that Uh, and and it's interesting because that's that 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 yin and yang that that balancing between the two the courage and the fear you've got to know one you can't know one without the other Exactly. Um, so, so tell me a bit about your coaching, because I think, you know, as an exec coach, and I'm an exec coach as well, but we coach in different spheres. Um, what is it you're seeing from people that enables you to say, okay, how do I, how do I help this person show up the way they can be? And, you know, to take that quote, I'm deliberate and afraid of nothing. How do you help the people you're working with believe that for themselves? I think the first thing is um, the reason I named my, <laughs> my business Vantage Point Coaching, right? I really believe if you can change your vantage point, you can change your life. And so 
I really work hard to help people just move one inch to the left. Now take a look. Let's go up mm. a couple. Let's go up a flight of stairs, and now let's look down on this situation. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I love it. And I, you know, I, this is almost the coaching about just giving it distance, giving it space. <laughs> Distance, space, movement, perspective, you know, that's a, the um, an architecture or an engineering, you know, perspective, right? But it's, it's that, that slight angle change really can change everything. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the belief starts. And yeah. that's where beliefs begin to shift when you you change your vantage point, when you yeah. look at things slightly differently. And it doesn't have to be in a very significant or major way. It can be really small. And those incremental things add up. And I have seen people just like, oh, hmm. Mm. Because we get so stuck in our own view, yeah. in our own stuff. And the way we've been conditioned, trained, taught, told to believe certain things. But I know without a doubt that our best answers are always brewing up inside of us. But we often like, you know, you, I'm hitting my hands together. Like you start conflicting against it because you're told that it has to be and do a certain different way. And there's always that internal conflict. And whenever there's internal conflict, there's opportunity to change the belief system. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and, and, it, and it is interesting, isn't it? Because that internal conflict is because we've got a belief on one side that's you know, built up from years of being a child growing up. And, mm -hmm. and I often talk to people about, you know, a lot of beliefs are, are instilled in you before the age of seven. Yes. Whatever the age is, that's the thing. And, and, and then this conflict I'm hearing from you, is, you know, comes about because someone else is saying, actually, it could be done differently. We could mm -hmm. see it from a different view. And I love the bit you said about, you know, just moving one inch to the left, whatever it might be, but seeing things from a different perspective. And it just takes one inch at a time. One inch at a time. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. And, and, and you know, from my perspective as well, this, this view about, you know, we're all humans and, and we all have unique abilities. And sometimes as coaches, we see people who don't believe in their abilities mm -hmm. because they've had it drummed out of them as children or whatever it might be. So, mm -hmm. so the bit I'm hearing there is, you know, you're giving people this vantage point to see the world from a different view. Yeah. And, and permission yeah. and permission to, to, to see things from a different view and experience them differently. Because, you know, all too often, like you said, things are um, drummed into us. We have this belief and, the conflict may be because we're being told something else, but sometimes the conflict is because our experiences don't validate the belief that was drummed into us. And so we know it's just not right, but we don't have the language or we don't have the, um, as we said, the courage to then kind of do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's hard, isn't it? Because this thing about it not being drummed into us, I think one of the things I see as a coach, Dimitri, is people have never never been exposed to a different way of thinking. Because if you're sat in that same mindset as everybody else has always been set in, you don't see what the rest of the world can see sometimes. Yeah. So actually we've got to bring as coaches that other perspective and hold up the mirror and say, this is what, you, this is what you're seeing. Yeah. What, look what else is out there. Right. And some people don't get it. I don't know if you see that as well. They just, they, they've never seen it from a different perspective. Right. Um, well, over time, they used to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one of the great things about coaching is over time. And and hey, we, we are human. So we often fall back to 
um, habits, routines, rituals, traditions, we fall back easily into mm. things that we know because it's it's a, it takes a lot to really relearn in our, our unprogrammed things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so one question I've got as well is, you know, in, in terms of this, we talk about you know, moving an inch and just keep move, building those inches up and soon you're away from where you were. Um, mm -hmm. But it is very easy. And I was on a, on a webinar this morning for a couple of um, uh, salespeople and we were talking there about differences. And they said, Phil, we've been on training courses before. And one of the big problems is we often come back to work and then we just get busy. And then by the time, by the end of the day, we've forgotten about the training course, we're on to the next thing. So I wonder, what, what have you seen that works in terms of just pe helping people stay committed to the change they're about to make? Because it's very easy to fall back as humans. We often do. I, I really believe in getting people to commit to an action mm. and then holding them accountable to that action and coming back to it. And again, do or do not. It's, it's your choice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but frequency, frequent reminders. Um, and so let me just stay for the record. I do not hound people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do not hound or spam people. However, I, I had someone say the other day, um, just like they can, you know, they hear the voice in their head, um, their, you know, their conscious speak. They also hear me in their head. So when they know, like, oh, she would, oh, she would ask me this question. And it's like, you know, because this Love one that. client specifically, it's like, she's like, I can hear you saying, are you letting yourself off the hook right now? And then she's like, ah, oh, that means I got to push through and do something. I got to go. The action has to take place. I love um, that. So uh, I don't know what it is about my personality or my voice. <laughs> but you know, I, I just had this vision. You talked about merchandise earlier. I now have this vision of a little Demetria doll that you can sell to clients, <laughs> which you can pull the string and it says, are you letting yourself off the hook now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you might have something there. <laughs> the Demetria doll, keep you on track. Um, so so you, you've, got, you've, got, you've got loads of experience. You've, you've worked in a number of jobs and you've moved into coaching for many years now. Um, and one thing I know about you, you, you've read a great book and it's all about the pearls of wisdom. And for <laughs> listeners now, I'm looking at Demetria and she's got a beautiful pearl necklace around her neck. And tell me about pearls of wisdom because there's a lot of that coming out of you now. What does that mean for you? Yeah, so the book is Pearls for the Journey, A Guide to a More Fulfilling Life. And it basically is you know, 10 pearls of wisdom to live by. Wow. So the pearls, I mean, I love pearls. And I think it was, um, I think it was Jackie, um, Jackie Kennedy who said, you know, pearls are always appropriate, something like that. Okay, life, yeah. So you can, you, you can wear pearls to jazz things up or take things <laughs> down. Um, for me, the pearls for the journey, mm. you know, it started out as a presentation and then I, I take this presentation and I, and I adapted it and turned it into a book and really, you know, it's a labor of love. But as I, I talk about the the formation of pearls in the book, you mm -hmm. know, go through that, yeah. you know, there are different type of pearls, natural pearls, there's cultural pearls, there's imitation pearls. And, um, you know, I, I believe that we all are those natural pearls. You know, it takes a long time of refinement and um, being washed over and um, and made over and over again. Um, and so I believe that we all are pearls and yeah. we all 
can use pearls to to guide us because you know a pearl is formed over time and i think that's interesting because I, I remember when i read the the, the the preface to your book and it talks exactly that that journey about you know what it takes to form a pearl yeah uh, and as i was as I was reading that, I was thinking about the concept of forming a diamond under pressure. Mm -hmm. and under time. pressure, yeah. And, and you know, obviously a pearl is a natural thing. Though, and I think that the bit you mentioned there is we're all pearls. We've all got pearls in us. Mm -hmm. But from that, from that grain of sand mm -hmm. forms that pearl at some stage. Um, so, so I wonder, how does, that, how does that land for the people you work with when they, when they suddenly realize that they are a pearl that has been forming for, for a number of years? Yeah, I, I mean, for some people, it lands very well right away because they it's like, oh, is that uh, that quick aha for others? It, it's again, it's still a part of that refinement process. It's still um, those layers are being built up over um, them or they're in the part of, you know, like I said, with some pearls, you know, you then have to, they get buffed and shined and refined, right? Um, and so it's it's that, okay, I got to remove some of those layers to shine you up so you can be in your most pristine state, right? Yeah. Um, you know, these little, these little tidbits, um, these pearls for the journey that I wrote in the book, what I, for me, they're universal yeah. and they last a lifetime. Um, because you'll always have to be doing these things. You'll always have to be living in gratitude and having an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. You'll always have to be living that your health is your wealth. Like your health yeah. is truly your wealth. Um, and then your wealth is your wealth, right? So it's like, yeah. the, you know, you have to make your, you have to make your money, your business. Doesn't have to mean that it, um, you're a millionaire billionaire but the resources that you have what are you doing with them yeah, yeah. and how are you using them to affect your life and the life of those you love mm -hmm. um you know sowing and reaping that is you know it's a biblical principle and it's yeah. in every major religion there is under the sun if you, you know what we sow we shall then reap yeah. and so what are we sowing bringing a consciousness and an awareness to what are we sowing? And, uh, yeah, yeah. and in that sowing, you know, you have to prepare the ground before. I mean, you just don't throw you just don't throw the seeds out there. You know, you have to prepare the ground. You have to be patient. You have to tend to the land. You have to pull out the weeds and you have to let it let go and let the natural process yeah, take its place. Um, that's a universal principle. And so these pearls for the journey, because I often do believe, Phil, that a lot of times we just overthink things and overcomplicate them. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just 10 practical pros of wisdom that can support you at any stage in life and, and you know that that there's a phrase you said there about well, there's loads of phrases you said, which i love that but that thing about sometimes we overthink things and overcomplicate things i think there's a big thing around that is we do we get wrapped up in our head and sometimes we need to let go of that and come down into our heart to understand what's really right and mm -hmm. and, and i think from a business perspective you know i, I talked to a lot of business owners or, or a lot of business people in the coaching world that i work with mm -hmm. um and some people forget this human side of business mm -hmm. because actually we're all there and all those, those 10 pearls actually are key to human development and business development, but actually it's the humans inside the business that make it work. Well, I tell my clients, um, if you master life, you can master leadership because you have to be good at life to be good at leadership. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Cause we're people. 
(laughs) You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of any business day, it's our humanity that matters most. Yeah, yeah. And, And even in the book, I talk about it. Ever have at work and you're working on a major project and if someone calls and said, Phil, your daughter just was in an accident, what's going to happen? That major project, I'm done. I'm out of here because my humanity comes first and the, the, the love of my, of my child or that loved one. Um, you might think about it the next day or later, some hours, it might come back to you. Um, but you're done. Yeah. And so if we are attentive to the things in our life and our health and our family relationships, and, um, if we're attentive to those things, then we can really be attentive and attuned to the people who we work with because they're humans that show up every day to do that job. I think that that's a really powerful thing, isn't it? And I think that thing about being paying attention to life because you're right, at the end of the day, we're humans and they show up to do the job, but actually they're humans and we can work with them and connect better. And and that thing about um, you know, master life, master leadership, that's exactly what that is about, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you know, we over, over this last year of us all being locked down in different ways with the pandemic, we've all had to develop different ways of doing things. But the one big thing is around the world, we've all been at home more. Mm-hmm. We've all seen our kids. We've all been with our family. And, and I think there's a big thing there. We've had to master life again in a different way. Mm-hmm. Whereas before we've been going out the door at eight o'clock and coming back at five o'clock, having been doing our job. Mm-hmm. And actually our job's been from home. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people have had to master life again and probably got a lot more out of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's more humanity comes out of this year. And I wonder if that's the connection that people have been at home and they've seen the world in a different way. I, you know, I, I hope that we remember this uh, because I think in the rush, I think so many people struggled because they, they realized this is not the life that I thought I had, right? Because we get caught up in the trappings of the material things in which the job can afford us. Um, Whether it's private schools, um, (laughs) you know, the beautiful trappings um, in our homes. um, And and so you take all that away and you're all in a room together, um, regardless of the size of your home. And, and, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, these are not the kids I thought I was raising, right? Or this is not the spouse that I thought I had. Or I'm not the person who I thought I was. Yeah, and that's a big thing, isn't it? When we suddenly reflect on it for ourselves. Yes. Powerful, powerful. And yeah. It's interesting because I think this thing, you know, you know, we've, we've been through this pandemic and we've still some way to go. But, you know, and people say, what's the upside of the pandemic? What's what's changed for us? And my belief is hopefully we're going to come out and, and we're going to look back on this and say that was a changing point mm-hmm. for something around us as humanity. We're yet to see it, but I do hope that it comes out of things. I, I, that is my hope. That is my prayer that having a more a deepening understanding and connection of ourselves our with mm. our families those people we love also hey i'm talking to you in the uk I've, I've had more conversations with people um and workshops 
globally that you know the limitations of of time and place. Yeah. Um, and while people have worked internationally for business all the time, there still is always um, you know limitations to travel and different things like that. A lot mm -hmm. of those limitations are off. We can really connect with people in a much more meaningful way. Um, I've just, and even thinking about the, um, the, the takeoff of at the application like Clubhouse, for instance. Yeah, yeah, big thing. You know, a lot of it is because people are able to connect with people yeah. around the globe mm -hmm. um, and have conversations. So there've been some great things that have happened as a result of this time to pause, um, yeah. this time of introspection yeah. that the pandemic has forced. And so I hope that we hold on to those good things. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I have exactly the same view. And I think it's really interesting, that pause and introspection. And, and the bit that I come back to when you talk just now about your, your, your pearls, one of them was around gratitude and an attitude of gratefulness. Uh, and I think this is the this is a really key thing. And we, we all talk about that. And I, I firmly believe it is. And I, you know, I'm one who keeps a journal. And every day in my journal, I write down three things I'm grateful for at the beginning of the day. Because for me, that really helps connect me to back to think about the things that were good. Mm -hmm. and, and I, in the last year, have started my meetings now. And I say, okay, let's just have a round of positive news, mm -hmm. personal and professional, because it just connects, because it's a world of turmoil for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Just come back to the thing and say, okay, what's been good in the last 24 hours or the last week for you personally and professionally? And I've got to know people in a really different way because they've mm -hmm. shared things with me even small things, which they're grateful for. And I think, you know, when you talk about that pause and introspection, that moment of let's have a positive news round actually just gives people a chance to be introspective about themselves and say, what has been good for me in the last 24 hours or the last week since we last met? And you know what? They always find something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm stealing that. I'm just writing myself a note down. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's a, that, you can have that one. I love it. I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And, and you're right. And so, you know, I'm in the U.S. here and, you know, your listeners won't see me, but, you know, I'm an African-American woman or a woman of the African diaspora, black woman, whatever label you want to use to, yeah. to describe me. And so the experience right now has been tough here. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you're watching any news coverage or seeing any news coverage. Um, it's been it's it's been a challenging time. And yeah. so without gratitude, I don't know where I would be <laughs> right from a mental and emotional place, because yeah. it is very easy to to get sucked in to the 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 turmoil and the strife and the challenges. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love this. Um, really, um, I love that positive news round thinking about doing when I do my workshops, like I definitely I'm adding that in. Yeah. You know, what what the what great icebreaker there is. Um, yeah. And then with all my clients, yeah, we're starting yeah. off with. You can, yeah, I love it. And I, I'd love to know if you think of that. <laughs> I think it work. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because as you say, you know, um, I look at the world from the point of view of, you know, we're all humans in this world together. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you just before we, we came on air, so to speak, about, you know, I'm running a workshop this morning. And one of the key learnings from one of the gentlemen who was on the course is he said, we're all different. 
and that's okay. And the point he was talking about is he, you know, he's had one view of the world. He's seen it through his eyes. Uh, and I always use the phrase, the map is not the territory. For those mm-hmm. who do NLP, understand where I'm coming from when I say that. Um, but actually, we all see the world differently, but we're not being aware and cognizant of it sometimes. And I think the, the, the key thing about coaching that I've seen over the last 10 years of me doing it and probably five years of me doing it really professionally, um, and that seems strange thing, huh? um, is the fact that actually how do you nurture the talent of everybody in the room and how do you pull out those differences and allow everybody to come together and contribute, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're a, an engineer like I am or a really creative person, um, wh- whether you're from a different country, whether from a different religion. Actually, I think we've got, all got so much we can put into the pot and just make that work together. Mm-hmm. And it's only when we look at those things and say, okay, how do we, how do we work together using our differences? Actually, mm-hmm. we, can, we can spark magic in that view, in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so tell me about, from your perspective, you know, getting people to understand the unique abilities, because one thing you, you, you specialize in, let's come back to this point again, helping women step forwards. But women, that's a big collective audience. What are the key, uh, what are the key things people come to you with in the first place and say, Demetria, I need help with this. What's the, what's the flags you see from them that, that, that make them step up to say, I want to come and work with you? Um, usually it's, they have something burning inside of them that they, they can't figure out how to get out or they've, they've, they've have found themselves stuck, whether it's stuck from their own, um, actions or, you know, client I was speaking to yesterday is like, you know, I'm, I'm on this track. I, it was supposed to be elevating up and I, this is this is where I want to get to mm. and um, I didn't get there and this is the first time I've not been able to get to that next rung um, and right. I need to help figuring out what what's happening here yeah okay um, so there's yeah. something that's blocking that person's ability to move forward yes okay yeah yeah <laughs> And it, and it doesn't matter whether you're in a corporate world or if it's in your personal life, like I've, I've just, I've, I want this and I just can't see my way to it. Or I've just been putting it off because I've just, I, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm afraid or what have you, what it might look like. And it's, it's just, again, it's just that inertia. Yeah. Yeah. Inertia and, that's, and, and it's interesting because one of your pearls was around looking at the resources you have. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that comes to play for a lot of your, your the people you work with, because actually we all have resources at our disposal. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, do you see that sometimes that people ignore or overlook what they've really got inside already? Ignore and look, overlook what they have inside or, or just don't even, don't even see it as a resource, you know, okay. because there's so many things that we just, oh, well, that's just, well, that's just who I am. Or that's just how I do that. No, actually, that's a talent, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's a skill. That's an ability. Everybody doesn't do that. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought they did. No, they don't. So, you know, now how can we, how can we leverage that to our advantage, right? Or, you know, taking a look around you. Oh, I didn't even think about you talk about when people start mapping out all the connections that they have and who they know and what they do then they're like oh right pretty much everything you need is within less than six degrees of separation from you um so now how do we formalize a plan around in a meaningful purposeful way okay 
all right, I can do this. And these are the resources I need to help me. Now, let me put, these are the actions I'm going to commit to and start again, that one step at a time forward yeah. to, to yeah. make it all happen. And, and it's interesting because I think that's the power of you as a coach and, and coaches worldwide. That's what we do is help people see that and, and hold up the mirror. But I love that piece that you're talking there about, you know, recognizing what we've got all these talents, but sometimes we just overlook them because that's just how we've always done oh, it. Yes. We don't yeah. recognize that. Hey, that other person may not see that. Yeah. That we've got yeah. It there. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know, just, just moving on a bit, you talked there about six degrees of separation. So I think that circles back to your piece about being a connect the connector, mm-hmm. putting people in touch and getting people to reflect on actually, if you put these all things together, you build a great picture of a, a more powerful group. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There. So, so, so coming back to your, your pearls of wisdom in the future, if you were to look at your, your 10 pearls and say, this is number one, can you, can you rank them? Or is it just a, all of them matter the same? What would be your, <laughs> if you had to pick one and say, this is the number one, which is the one you think is the most powerful? So the number one, <clears throat> so one in 10, I would, they're pretty close. So number one is attitude of gratitude. Right. Yeah. That, that's number one. And then number 10 on here is enjoy the journey. Love it. Okay. Because I, that, that pearl is there because we get lost in the sauce, as they say, <laughs> you know, we, 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 like I said, we just get, we overcomplicate, we get too, too focused on, um, these arbitrary destinations, these arbitrary um, achievements that it's, and, and, then, and then we miss out on the fun of the journey. We miss yeah. out on the fun. We miss out on the messiness. You know, usually the, the messiest, silliest, scariest things are the things that when you reflect back on them 10, 20 years, those are the ones you're having the biggest laughs about, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, really good point. But we miss it in that moment because we're just just in a frenzy, you know, about, oh, yeah. got to do this to get here, got to get here to get there, got to do this to get there. And it's like, man, stop all of that. because Relax, yeah. Relax, chill out and enjoy. Like, oh man, this is a mess right now. Okay, <laughs> let me take a deep breath and take it all in and <laughs> let me get it together, right? Yeah. And to me, that's that attitude of gratitude, isn't it? You know, yeah. enjoying the journey and then reflecting on what you've been on. And even come back to this pandemic, you know, looking back over this last year, it's been a hell of a time for the world. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's some positive points. And we could all look at those positive points and say, that was a turning point for us. That's how we did things. That's mm-hmm. when we came together. That's why I made more time with my family or whatever the words are. Actually, we've got all those things there. We have, a, we have a sign in our house in one of the rooms and it says, life is a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, that's a key thing when I hear you say that there. We've got to be looking at what this journey is and just be part of it. Mm-hmm. it and be, on, be a part of the journey and stop trying to arrive because the truth is, and I, I think it's a universal saying, but my father would say it all the time. You don't stop learning or till the day you die, Right. That's, 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 that's it. And so there's always this uncovering and this unfolding and this experience to have. Yeah. 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 And that's the journey. That's what, that's the fun part. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting. And, and, and this is spooky. I quoted that very same phrase this morning. I said, my grandmother used to tell me that all the time. Yeah. That was her phrase. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, when I think back to that, 
this thing about this fun part about it. We're continually learning. And, and there's lots of phrases around that. I, I work with a, uh, an organization called Scaling Up and Vern Harnish uses the phrase that, you know, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. Because mm-hmm. it's about learning. And whether your style is reading or watching podcasts or listening, sorry, watching, listening to the podcast or watching YouTube, there's so many ways of learning. Mm-hmm. A lot of people overlook that as that's their way to move forwards. And you've got to keep driving yourself and learning something to expand. Otherwise, you're just going to plateau. Right. And most times a plateau turns into a decline. Yes. Um, so- well, if you play, here's the thing, you know, I, <laughs> and it may not, it may not be a literal decline, but when you plateau and everybody else is still going higher, it's a decline. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're on the wrong track to the rest of the world. Right. Mm, that's lovely. So, so one thing you do is, you know, we talk, come back to this world of, of women in leadership. Um, I know that you run your Spring into Leadership Women's Day conference. And to me, this is a great segue into learning because you're bringing women together to do that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, because that's, you know, it's in the US, but hey, we're a global world these days, so it could be anywhere, I'm sure. But tell me more about what that means, and what it's all about. Absolutely. And it, it, it is an online experience again this year. And naturally, during the pandemic, we had to pivot online. Had no idea that was going to happen. And it's <laughs> like, whoo, talk about learning some things. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Spring into Leadership, I started in 2017. 2017. Yeah, this is wow. going to be the fifth conference. So, my fifth annual conference. And I'm just so very excited and, and proud. Mm. Um, I really started it as a, a proof of concept and idea that. I could bring a really high value conference experience at a price point that women um, could easily invest in themselves. You know, a lot of times these really large conferences, these major events, I mean, you have to have a corporate sponsor or your, your, your organization sends you and they're usually great. You yeah. go, it's pep rally time. You, you come away with some great swag bags and all of this stuff. But then, as you said earlier, you reference, you know, um, the folks talking about training, then they come mm. back and get to work and get busy. Yeah. And yeah. and it just it leaves. And so I wanted to do to to create that same high value experience where you could easily invest, but yeah. it wouldn't leave you. Um, so it's based on six pillars. OK. Um, every year uh, we have um, leadership, obviously, um, is a is a topic. Um, yeah. our self-care, okay. our health, yeah. our wealth, okay. our career, and then entrepreneurship. Wow. So those are the six pillars and components that are always weaved into the Spring into Leadership Conference. And I assemble, and I'm very lucky to be connected to some absolutely phenomenal women of all ages, stripes, and stages. Um, and I assemble those women to be my faculty, basically. They're the expert faculty. And so whether it's a keynote talk, a breakout session, or a panel discussion, mm-hmm. they um, they lead these conversations. And there has not been one year, I was um, just talking about it the other day, with a couple of folks who've been there since the beginning, there's not been one year that people have not had a, a, not just an aha moment, but that we've not walked away at the end, like literally in tears wow. because something so 
powerful has shifted. There's not been one time where someone has walked away like with an aha moment that really just completely shifted their their life you know whether that was like from a health perspective from um like really diving into their business um there's one young lady who i remember 2019 she stood in the corner she came to the vip experience and she was in the back in the corner and you know at the vip everyone gets to go around and everyone talks and it's like we're having really meaningful connection and she was like i need help i am struggling and um and I have her speaking this year at the conference because two years later, she's taken that side hustle. It's become her main hustle. The job that was toxic and drowning her. um, That's amazing. She was fired from it. She was like, it was okay because she and I had already been talking and planning her exit. They didn't know that. (laughs) And so in 2019, she was like really at a very... Uh, in, uh, literally drowning from the toxicity of the mm-hmm. of the, the pressure in the environment and she was like I, I'm, I'm about to break and um and when she was released it just released her and she has been and it's like she has grown her business so much in this year and a half and it's been amazing wow It's been amazing to watch. But that support network, that community, everybody was like, she was like, I need help. We got you. Yeah. And network. Yeah. Just it just it just absolutely. Um, and she's still, you know, she's out there on her grind, but it's just amazing to see and to witness. Um, and other people need to know that that's possible for them. And you know, this is interesting that word possible, because I think this comes back to one of the things we said earlier, unless you know what's possible, have a vision of it. Sometimes you don't know, you get stuck in your own rabbit headlights. Absolutely. That lady, an amazing journey. And she did all the stuff that we're told we have to do. So she went to school, got the degree, got the master's degree, was doing it, working in her profession, was doing, and it was boop, 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 uh, uh, I'm miserable. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah, one of those situations. And that happened, that that is a lot of people's story. Yeah, they just, I I think a lot of people follow that. uh, You know, the the vision I had in mind there is Dorothy walking along the, the, the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. looking for the emerald city at the end mm-hmm. following the path but actually sometimes the path isn't the right place to be because it's what's behind the curtain it actually is different to you expecting it to be when you get there exactly and, and i love that there so so for someone there who's come out the other side of of you know she got fired but the universe conspired to get her into the place that she had created yes would be in. yes and creating her own business doing it and gone from side hustle to being main hustle yes lovely story um, so, so six pillars, leadership, self-care, health, wealth, career, and entrepreneurship, they sound like they connect really well together. Um, what was, the, what was the, the way you came up with that? Because obviously there's some, some great things in there. If you were to, again, hierarchy of those, which is at the base, which is the pyramid, how would you bounce that? Yeah, so I, I mean, a lot of it is just from my own experience. Um, <clears throat> you know, as I experienced being in the professional world and um, the things that I needed to support me um, a- along my journey and my yeah. path. And yeah, leadership it. is the foundation because yeah. 
what I know for sure and what I've experienced in the course of my life is that women are natural leaders. We are natural born leaders. Now we've, mm -hmm. from where mm -hmm. we've been conditioned or told otherwise, um, but I was that kid on the playground organizing people. I was that, that, you know, the girl who was like, come on, let's do this or picking others up on, uh, on, in, you know, my, my a childhood friend reminded me of this story several years back. And I was yeah. like, wow, couldn't, I could barely remember it. But as she reminded me, yeah. I was like, yeah, I do remember that. Um, she was like, remember I fell on the playground and I hurt my ankle and you picked me up and carried me to the office. Wow. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> you know, we're like second graders. So um, that's powerful. What a what a great metaphor in terms of this way you've married your life all the way and through. And that's it. what and that is what this spring in the leadership is all about. And that's why leadership is at the foundation because we are natural, women are natural leaders. Um and why we're not in more leadership roles and positions, I think, is because having um the health, yeah. um, having the wealth uh having uh those really crucial conversations about career advancement and where we get stuck you know last year one of the panel discussions i had in that career area and that kind of sprang into the c-suite talk i actually had a panel of men this is the first time i had a panel of men okay. address a group of women about what are the conversations you're having about women and, and when you're talking about your talent wow, and how to help women move up and navigate, and it's a total different conversation. The conversation that men have is a completely different conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my VPs was very, um, former VPs, um, he's in the coaching world now, but he also shared how, you know, me, as I said, I'm a black woman. I wear my hair naturally. And originally when I started out with the organization, I didn't. But then when I, you know, transitioned to wearing my hair naturally, cut it, how my hair became a conversation yeah. in those rooms. And I'm a sales leader. So how did my hair become a topic of how was my hair even a part of the conversation? Awesome. Um, but those are conversations that really happen that then do hinder women um yeah. women of color yeah yeah um the client i was talking to yesterday it's just like i'm a native of um a south american country and i've worked globally and i'm here in the u.s now and i'm yeah. trying to advance up to that next level and you know already at a vp position but mm -hmm. now this next level it's getting um it's just like is it my language so she's questioning all of these things and it's like we might need to start who who are the persons in the room who are having conversations about you who will be honest with you about the yeah. conversations that are being had about you and women need to know that yeah so that's all of those things are why Spring into Leadership was born wow. and how each year I tried to craft the agenda. So okay. this year we have a panel um, um, of women who are in politics. Okay. Oh, we that's need powerful. women to, to, to step into politics, whether it's local, we have local, um, and as someone who also works with the U.S. House of Representatives. Okay. But at every level, we need more women, diverse groups of women involved in politics. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and you know this is this is music to my ears as a as a father of two daughters mm-hmm. because you know it's now's now's the time mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know uh allowing those girls to go on with that belief and come back to that point we said right at the beginning around uh, one of the problems that people have initially is the beliefs they've got about themselves mm-hmm. So actually now's the time where you can create that agenda for people to say, actually, you're better than you think you are. You've got this ability. Go, girl, go. Um, you know, it brings a, uh, I'm sitting here with a tear in my eyes. I say this now mm-hmm. because it's really powerful. People can step up and realize they've got that ability, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. I think is a really great message to put out to, to young girls coming up that they can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, talking about women in politics, Actually, women in industry stepping up to that point, and, and you talk about getting, you know, a panel of men to talk about the, the leadership discussions they were having. Mm-hmm. They need to make themselves pretty vulnerable to be out there to say, "This is what's going on for us. This mm-hmm. is the conversation we were having." Whether it's about someone's hair, you know, come back to your point there about, mm-hmm. hair, about women. Actually, it's a big. It takes a big thing to sit up there in front of a group of women and talk about those things. Right. And and that's why the next time I have an in-person conference, I'm bringing those men back together too, wow. <laughs> because it is. These are the things we don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so th- this year's theme is power. So P-O-W-H-E-R. So it's a spin on the word power, but the pow is power of women. And yeah. so oh. I believe that when women are empowered, they will empower other women. And so that's why it's all about the pow for me, the power of women. Mm-hmm. Um, but the conversations that we are not aware of that are happening, you know, for those men to just shed a light. Yeah. It was an aha moment for a lot of women. Now it was uncomfortable for some like, well, why, you know, why? Because you know, we, we were virtual that year. So we couldn't get up on, you know, in person, <laughs> but I know that in person, those, those conversations, but as each, we talked about negotiating in contracts and, um, you know, culture fit and culture add and all of these types of things and conversations that happen when, you know, the majority of the people who are in those those top executive seats are men. These are some of the things that they're talking about. And if you're a woman and you don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was it was it was very, very good exposure. But for for your daughters um, specifically, because I also have a teenage daughter. Not just them knowing what they can do and what's possible for them, but also that, you know what, if this system is not serving me, let me create my own system. Let me connect. That's why the connections are so very important. You know, so the person I was talking about before who was in that toxic environment. Yeah, yeah. Finding the right connections, she's able to create her own um, environment and 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 hire her own people and start building her own empire, because we have that capability as well. Yeah. You know, and some of us are working inside these systems. So those who are still in politics or and still in their respective industry, working inside those systems. But how then I how do I now show up? in that system in a way where it's centered around my health first 
and the health of my people because we talked about up top we're humans and we're humans showing up to do this work we're not robots so i'm actually gonna i'm gonna lead with my humanity i'm gonna lead with your health in mind i'm gonna lead with your emotional health in mind i'm gonna lead with your mental health in mind i'm gonna lead with you creating um wealth and abundance for your family in mind and not this competitive thing where we're all trying to take each other down a peg. Yeah. And yeah. so if, if women um, can come together and connect and grow in these meaningful ways, um, whether they are in industry entrepreneurs or what have you at, at this thing, we'll all be in a better place. Yeah. And, and, and the, 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 the light bulb for me is, um, this is an amazing conference that men need to hear as well, because mm-hmm. actually we all need to lead with humanity. We all need to, to, to understand how we show up in the system mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, we're contributing to this and we can move ourselves forward in this global way of doing things. And, you know, when we talk about businesses on purpose, actually you've got to engage the people, mm-hmm. you've got to engage the people at every level. And, you know, we talk about culture coming from the top down, culture is bottom up as well, but mm-hmm. actually the, the men at the top, the women at the top all need to have that view about how do we, how do we understand we're all humans? We're all in mm-hmm. this together. And yeah. we, will, we, will, we will win and survive together or, or we will fail. Mm-hmm. And there's a big message there for me. And I, I love that. So your, your six pillars there, I think health and sitting at the center and self-care, really, actually, that's the, that's the foundation for me, just hearing that, getting yourself right, but actually recognizing that we all need to have that as our bad ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so to me, yeah, we've, we've talked a long time here and I, I love it. I've got, got one final question and, and you may know the answer to this already, but you have to think, um, you've done lots of learning. We talked about the, the spring into leadership. If you were to point to one book that you've read, which you say, Hey, this is a book that everyone can work on. I hold up strength finder cause that just happens to be in my hand, but <laughs> what, what's the thing you would say, go and read this. And, and it would just give you an one light bulb moment. Could you name one book? Ooh, one book um or well, one resource we said that doesn't have to be a book even it could be yeah i would i would say one of the um books that really kind of set me on this course and this was before i um had even left industry and started vantage point coaching it's called the little black book of success okay. um, marcia haygood is one of the authors and i can't remember the other two ladies but i remember marcia because i actually got to meet her wow. and um I love that. And it was for me as as a black woman in leadership. And it, it was just such a like, oh, ah, I get oh. it. Um, and, and so even when I put together pearls for the journey, that was part of what my in, in mind, like the fashioning, the style of having some practical stuff, having a place for you to come um, some action plans and what have you. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that was the one um, for me mm. because it was just so very powerful. Um, and especially they had a chapter on um, and planning your exit strategy. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I have, in a lot of women who I have coached who have been at high levels in organizations and they have found themselves like tapping out. It's yeah. like, do you have an exit plan? Yeah. And they're like, no, because we've never been taught to have an exit plan. We've yeah. always been taught to just keep going on. Just go, go, yeah. 
keep yeah. going on, go higher, higher, higher. And it's like, yeah, when it may have like tapped that? out. It may have tapped out just like, I, I don't want anymore. Like I'm done. Like, you know, yeah. I've achieved all the things I wanted to achieve and I'm good. And that's okay. Um, and that's okay. But if you're in a company and organization, you know, you know, you do these annual reviews and this stuff, and they're always talking about trying to go up more and next level in the promotion. And some, it's always about this movement. And sometimes it's like, I don't even want that anymore. Yeah. Right. If you don't want that anymore, let's plan on how do we move on? Yeah. And actually being honest with yourself that actually reach the limit there now and go inside, go and do what you, what's appropriate for, that for you. Yes. I love that. What a great, great bit of advice. Thank you. I should go and look that one up on Amazon and, uh, and, and see what that looks like. So, yeah. So, so Demetria, there's, there's loads more questions I could ask you. We, we, we said we'd talk, talk for an hour and I think we've, we've covered that easily. <laughs> there's probably another conversation in here as well for another time if you're, if you're willing. I'm absolutely willing. After you've done Spring into Leadership, I'd love to find out your review of that would be a great point to do. So just tell me, Spring into Leadership, where can people find details of that if it's appropriate? Yeah, or they can spring. go to springintoleadership.com. Okay, simple as that. Simple okay. as that. And if is... they wanted to find you directly... Um, they can go to Vantage Point Coach, no I-N-G on the end, just VantagePointCoach.com. Um, that's the website. I'm going to be unveiling my revised, updated website here in a, hey. in a, in a week. So we're working on that behind the scenes. And then I'm on all the social mat social media platforms. So I'm on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram, on Facebook. Oh, lovely people can find. I'm, hey, I'm on Clubhouse now. I'm I'm still just an observer on Clubhouse. I haven't started any rooms yet, but just a you know an observer and a participant in other rooms right now. But I am there, so you can follow me there as well, and then maybe we can start a conversation. Well, that's a good one. I've got a clubhouse. I'm host, hosting an event next next Wednesday, 11.45 UK time. So um, I shall, shall tag you at that time. It'd be early in the morning, but we'll find another time where we can talk together at that stage. It'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Demetrius Sloan, it's been great. It's been a pleasure talking to you as usual. Um, loads of stuff there. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. So that concludes this episode of Sparks. Thanks for listening. We're always looking for ideas on how to drive this podcast forward. So if you've got comments, please leave them via a review of our show, along with your rating, or send us an email to sparks at avmconsult.com.